welcome back to Cast Me to Hell with me, Seb. And with me, Robbie. And here we are returning to our must-see horror feature with 2013's Evil Dead, directed by... We've just had this conversation. Eddie, Fede. Fede, Fede I would say. Fede, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Fede Alvarez, Freddy Alvarez. Yeah. Fede, Ede, I don't know how it's pronounced. Whichever one of those you choose and whichever one of those is your chosen method. Um, that is uh, the Evil Dead we are talking about. However, that might not be the Evil Dead that you are expecting on our must-see horror. Yes. I feel like we have to address this. Yeah, so those who have listened to our must-see horror segment know that we've, we've got a picture of the 100 uh, must-see horrors uh, from a site that you can find uh, in the link of the bio. Maybe we'll put it there if you want to play along <laughs> at home. It's available on Amazon. Um, and The Evil Dead is on there. But we covered The Evil Dead. So the rule is that whenever we pick a film on there that we've already covered, we do the remake. Or if there's no remake, we do the sequel or something along something those lines. Something that's not on that list so we can cover it more than once. Yeah, and we covered Evil Dead in our Video Nasties uh, segment. Episode, I can tell you, is episode 37, Video Nasties. The Evil Dead 1981 is exactly what you'll find it under. Uh, yeah, we did that. I can also tell you, we did that on the 29th of November 2021, to be specific. <laughs> so we've covered that. Um, I wanted to throw that in there. So in case you haven't heard that and you want to hear about the original Evil Dead, we'll go ahead and find it. We did yeah. a very interesting episode all about its video nasty status. Yeah, and uh, as always, if you enjoy the show, hit the subscribe button and uh, you know, please leave us a lovely review. Now, let's let's just jump straight into the, the nitty-gritty of okay. The Evil Dead 2013. Evil Dead. Yes. Um, straight off the bat, the film is a lot darker in tone. And I know the original Evil Dead was very low budget, yeah. but we, we had this conversation. I mean, over on our uh, Twitter page, I put up that we were doing Evil Dead 2013, uh, civil why don't we around? Why don't we go go to? Why don't we start with the social media loud? Because I feel like this is looming over our heads. Well, this conversation that you've been yeah, talking so about over the we social can... media lounge, you know, I said that we're covering Evil Dead 2013. I said that we were covering the, yeah, the remake. Uh, however, I was lambasted by a few people uh, that it was actually a sequel. And then some other people were arguing that no, it's actually a requel. And then other people were saying that it was a remake and it was one of the best remakes. So I don't know. I, I am confused. Uh, and it's, it's, a, it's confusing in its concept, I think, in many ways. Because, uh, so, sequel, I guess, the sequel, the only thing in my head that really would have played as a sequel is because at the end it has a tease of Ash Williams. Well, it depends on which one you watch. Yeah, that's true. Because the one I watched didn't have the tease of Ash Williams at the end. Did it have the person just finding them finding at the end and getting into the, the, yeah, into yeah. the car? So, yeah, it, and it, that all depends. So it, it, that would make it a sequel or not a sequel. Yeah. The remake, I guess it in some ways it plays out somewhat familiar in some ways yeah. but it's different as in modernised with more social context maybe than the original I had um, recall um, I don't know where the recall <laughs> reboot sequel I, I guess, mean, I, guess yeah. I, mean, yeah, I guess I guess 
yeah, thinking of it like that. So in my head, I went straight to prequel instead of requel there. Requel, yeah, I guess so. It's rebooted with more modern things. Yeah. And it uh, doesn't quite follow. I don't know why. In my head, whenever I hear requel, though, I always think of a rebooted one that but also that has the original like I always think of it like that kind of one like the yeah. the one that's like it's a sequel but it, it, it's also a reboot because it has maybe someone of a legendary status from the original film while also introducing new characters and this isn't what this is I don't think so I wouldn't put it I would cross that one out yeah because I feel like it, it the only reason Scream termed it as that and they clearly said it's because you have the legacy characters slash the original and therefore it's not a reboot but it's not quite a sequel. Yeah. So I'd say this one doesn't count in that one. In all of those kind of areas, I, I don't know. I, I could see it as a you know a continuation in some way as in still in the same universe. Yeah. Um, and I could also see it as just a standalone remake. And yeah. uh, in, in the best... I'd say in the best ways of a lot of remakes though, you know, it does... This does try to reimagine it in a new way. If we're saying remake, it would yeah. say it's trying to reimagine it in a slightly different way. It doesn't fully take the context of the original uh, in some ways, while also kind of uh, still playing on some of the tropes of the original film. Yeah, I think um, there's very there's very similar story beats um, and scenes that are similar or reminiscent um which makes me think it sequel wise so there are some story beats which are kind of the same yeah um i i think one thing is that it's kind of it's i think of the kind of late mid 2000s you know this is 2013 so it's kind of on that tail end we were getting a lot of classic horror movies rebooted and redone. You know, we spoke about Texas Chainsaw. That had yeah. continuations and sequels, reboots. Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the 13th. To all to stuff like Prom Night and other yeah. obscure stuff. This and one I, had been knocked around for ages. Like, yeah. This was like 2004, I believe, that was when they first said, we're going to try for another yeah. one. And, and the, the idea originally was to have an Ash Williams kind of sequel, and then that didn't really work. And then they tried to go with a full-on remake, and apparently yeah. the first idea of a remake was absolutely shocking and shit, and got yeah. backlash because I think I think part of that might be available online somewhere. I think there's a leaked version of the original remake version from yeah. the early two thousands um, of of that version out there, and then I. As, as Bruce Campbell always seems to be the voice of this franchise, I think he was even the one that announced that there's a new one coming in. This that was this version, yeah. Um, that that was coming in this one, and he even he said he approved of this one and said it was badass, but even said that the previous idea was not great. Yeah, <laughs> like and the idea of remaking it in that way, which was a big thing to remake because it's such a cult film. It's like the original gained kind of that big cult yeah, status. Yeah, but it was a video nasty, as we said. Yeah, you know. So it had such that big following behind it, and it was made in such of a kind of independent way. And it's also the idea of like the original, but then the sequel, <laughs> Evil Dead Two, almost is a remake of the original. Yeah, <laughs> it's a, that one's a sequel and a re, you know and a remake at the same time because it it has some new ideas it brings to it but the the story's basically reproduced into the big budget version of what the original couldn't be yeah so i think when a lot of people were coming to this one they were like well how do you do something that's already technically been remade how yeah. do you remake an idea
year. And I, I think a lot of people did call this more of a remake than a sequel. Yeah, I'm going to um, call it a remake, to be honest. Um, it's, it's kind of the way I think of it, because I do think that the tone is different than if I said the original Evil Dead film and then this one. It's not really the same tone. It does feel like this is a reimagined version of Evil Dead. Yeah, like, I think we spoke about it, that, you know... Um, the Evil Dead, whilst obviously no way near the levels of wackiness or insanity of Evil Dead Two, Evil Dead did, whilst it was it was a horror film, it did have some elements of dark comedy and dark humor to it. Whereas yeah. this film has leaned very heavily into this horror. is a fu- this is a fully dark like horror. Yeah. This is. And it was even sold as being the, the, the scariest thing that you'll see in the yeah. cinema or things like that. Like, it was sold on the fact that they were going to lean heavily into the graphic nature of the yeah. Evil Dead idea. Whereas the original kind of softened the blow at times, I'd say, by having a slight tongue-in-cheekness to it at times. Um, as you said, not like the sequels or even the further Army of the Dead. Yeah. Know, the, the, was that Army of the Dead? Army of Darkness. Army of Darkness, that's the one. Um, not not to that level where yeah. where the kind of Evil Dead meets Monty Python like yeah. kind of weird mixing in that one, but um, this one is fully pretty much. I mean, not only that, it, it gives dark. You know, the original was just a group of friends. You know, who yeah. went for a, a weekend away into a cabin and got stranded basically because of weird things that happened or the weather or the bridge collapsed all that yeah. kind of thing that happens. Um, this one has a purpose and a more social kind of you know, cultural kind of thing, you know, that they layer into it. Um, This one's all about addiction. Whereas, you know, that's that's a heavy subject that I don't think it didn't, wouldn't have felt natural maybe at the time of the original because it was playing more into the classic tropes of, you know, just friends away and and terrible things that can happen to normal people. Whereas this one has an underlayer of they're trying to make it. And that's why I think of it as a remake and a reimagining. Yeah. Because I just don't see this world fitting into that world. Yes, the same. The same. You know, I just don't think that the, the same. And I think that's what, in some ways, I guess, in my head that made it a better. Because if they just tried to redo it, I think it would have worked terribly. Yeah, I like that they added... Or they tried to add a new story about it. Um, I, you know, the so uh, the original Evil Dead. The premise is, you know, um, two couples and a friend, or two couples and Ash's sister, I think, go away for like a weekend in a cabin. Ash's sister. I, I feel like it's just a like an extra friend. Isn't it? It? One of them is, is Ash's sister. I'm sure. Is one of them. Oh, okay. I'm sure one of them is Ash's sister. I can't remember, but. It's been a while since I've watched it. I was um, say, when I watched the Riesler, I just didn't remember the sister angle. I just maybe, maybe like, it's just like his girlfriend. The third wheel. The girlfriend, two girlfriends, and then there was like the third wheel friend who was a bit like because he's like the first one to get attacked and yeah. things like that. Like, but maybe maybe she was. Maybe I've forgotten something. I can't remember. Um, that. But, but yeah. they go, they just go away, and then they end up finding, you know, uh, in the basement. The, the Necronomicon and somebody has recorded them reading it. Yeah. Whereas in this one, I respect that they tried to do something different where they've got this addiction angle. Yeah, yeah. And it's, you know, um, it's the, a brother and a sister. The possession kind of plays part the of The possession plays yeah. part of that. I think they... I have my own thoughts about it. Um, I think they... I think it's 
a bit of a swing and a miss, I'll be honest. I'll explain when we get there. Um, I mean, I, I've said this a couple of times on the show, but I work in addiction. So yeah. I'm relatively knowledgeable about how it works and the psychology behind it. So I do find that it interesting. But I just think that the messages that they send is kind of mixed. And then the narrative... And how it works, kind of, for me, doesn't really fix. Doesn't fit as well as... Doesn't fit as Michael. well as... The it's, as um, we've had another recent comparison of that, the Hellraiser remake. Yeah. Where they tried to do a similar thing, but um, but where it seems like... that I don't know, it, it felt like you've got a basic idea of what rehab or recovery or trying to get over this kind of thing yeah. is and how it works. And a lot of TV shows and movies basically half the time try to show it is basically if you can lock yourself in a room for 24 hours yeah, yeah, then you're, really you're fine which is not the, the, the no. struggle is much realer than that yeah, concept is. but they tend to water it down yeah. I find to like in well, most they, movies you see it as just that yeah well, well they say in this you know she's gonna go through three days of hell yeah. you know and yeah like heroin withdrawal is you know really uncomfortable for three days but like yeah. it is a bit more than that but I don't know, I think it's... We'll get to why I think it's muddied when we get to there. I think that from the opening bat, I think the film does play with your expectations quite well. So we see a woman running through the forest. Um, we see somebody chasing her. We even see somebody holding what looks like a sawn-off shotgun, yeah. reminiscent of Ash. And then they capture this woman. And I, I'm sure that it was... Um, it was what's his his name it was his brother it, i can't this is really bad for for dead air but my my brain's completely gone i'm sure it, it that the person who grabs her is ted Raimi making a cameo i it might be i don't know if it is no uh, i don't not. remember that no but it I looks like him. Being. <laughs> <laughs> it looked like yeah. uh, it looked like um ted ted, ted Raimi, um who makes appearances in quite a few of Sam Raimi's movies or horror movies so I kind of thought it was him but they take the you know they take this uh, woman away and they've they've kind of tied her up to this you know this post and a bunch of freaks are stood around her kind of doing all this chant and then she's kind of playing that she doesn't want to die and then she's like you know I'm gonna kill you all or something like that she says like a threat to them yeah, well, it's not implied at first that she might be no, it's possessed, not. is it? At it's first, not at first, you think it's someone being chased. Yeah. And it's not until they start trying to, like, basically attack her that then she kind of changes the tables of, you're not going to let me go, you're not going to then then fuck you, you know? Yeah. Like, going into that kind of um, Evil Dead or Exorcist style yeah. kind of, like... Well, I love it shows... It plays with your expectations a bit, and I love that it shows how evil and cunning and manipulative that the deadites can be you know yeah, because it's a it's a father isn't it I mean, yeah it's, it's a her father. father and uh yeah so in yeah it burns and shoots her <laughs> yeah <laughs> which it, it's it's an, it's an interesting you know to get you into this kind of this is the kind of shit that this causes and this yeah. is the kind of um I, I, I completely I did completely forget this part of the film um, I, I remembered same. I remember some of that I completely forgot this part of the film um, and thinking in my head at the same time thinking like um, I, it, it seemed like a way to kind of uh, kind of set it up but it 
and it's effective because of the age and the you know daughter father yeah. kind of thing and and you can have that I get I guess it just in my head it just when I again when you think to the original kind of thing this just seemed a little bit like there for the sake of being there yeah and not necessarily needed in part of the whole film once you kind of get to know the characters and stuff apart from setting up there's going to be something in the basement I think it, <laughs> yeah I I I thought it kind of set up that you know the um, well, it kind of showed how they can switch and how manipulative they can be. But I think it was quite. It was you know. I think it was a, it was a good enough opening to kind of get you into it. You know. Yeah, it's um, it, it's hard because obviously, this film is full of you know it is it is it is kind of aimed at the kind of the graphic, taking the graphic parts of the Evil Dead. Um, and it's one of those hard balances because this certainly, for someone who's not, I remember watching this with Charlotte um, and this just being like the worst kind of one for her because it is just full on just gore. It is relax. Yeah. You know, it's probably one of the more gory kind of, I think the one that was seen by a bigger general public is probably one of the more gory and it feels worse than say a Saw film or something yeah. like that. Because it, it's people self mutilating and it's people self harming, um, in, in you know in a possessed way yes, but still it, because it deals with the themes of addiction and it feels yeah know, and it it deals with those kind of depressing notes and those kind of self inflicting notes. Um, I think it is a it, it's a hard it will be a hard film for certain people to watch if they if they do if they're very triggered or or even very just generally just aren't that keen on they like horror but they don't like gory gory yeah. horror this is going to come across as quite a lot because it's um it's it's just not so inc- the 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 original tone you know with that kind of following these people and having a kind of a, a black comedy kind of angle to yeah. it, you know. We've had a lot of back and forth about that, like you said on your social media kind of thing, and uh, not about naming people, but there was a, no, of course, there was a fight on our. You can have, you can find was, it on yeah, our there Twitter. was a fight. There was a, a little bit of a fight on Twitter about whether whether you know the, the original film is a very. Someone said that the original film is a very serious film, and yeah. other people saying that that's not, and most people going against and uh, the original film, and I know for a fact because I know Sam Sam Raimi is not a serious ser- serious kind of director. No, I think he's ever made true. has been fully that he is a, he's very black comedy. Yeah, well, you know whether it's Evil Dead, Drag Me to Hell, or Spider Man. Yeah, you know <laughs> he's always had a little bit of a corniness. He likes a little bit of a corny. Yeah, he likes. He likes funny reactions. Like even if you just think about the ending of the, you know, with the scream at the end, it, it's not like a, it's not like a natural. Like I wouldn't say that that was designed to be a big. Oh my god, jump scare! Like he's so yeah. scared. Uh, th- to me, that plays corny, and I feel like Sam Raimi completely made that to feel corny because of the amount of times he worked with Bruce Campbell to kind of just make it kind of no, make it bigger, make it like yeah. be a bit more over the top. I want it to be over the top. That's Sam Raimi as a director. Yeah. Um, so for people who love the classic Evil Dead, there's something that's going to feel... I, I feel like for some people, for instance, the interesting is, is that obviously the, the original I'd almost put... The original Evil Dead I'd put more into the cult status. Evil Dead 2 I'd put into the more general public bigger. Oh, yeah, yeah, Evil definitely. Dead 2 was the big one. Yeah, I'd agree people. with you. Evil Dead 1. There's a lot of people who've seen Evil Dead 2 who think they've seen Evil Dead. 
because yeah. they've seen Evil Dead 2. Yeah. Uh, but they've never actually seen it. A lot of people think of the, you know, the chainsaw-wielding Ash. Yeah. Not... Not the first film, not the first film Ways which you never goes there, you know. Yeah, exactly. They they think of the the almost, you know. They uh, think of Bruce Campbell's like. Big I, I was literally chin, thinking of I was literally Duke thinking Nukem of chewing bubble, bubble gum. Like, yeah, they live kind of because I'm thinking of that because he almost becomes more of that character in the second one, like in the sequel. He is more of the action hero in the second yeah. one. He's the horror hero. Uh, he's the final dude. <laughs> yeah, he's like the final dude. <laughs> uh, not even final man, because it's just dude style that he's yeah. acting like, you know. Um, that's, I think that, for a lot of people, is the Evil Dead they know and love. Yeah. Um, so, this one taking such a, a drastic more towards the gory, I think is, in my head, it was a, it's a good way to approach it to delve into the horror aspects more, because... There may, there, I do feel there maybe is a certain part of the audience that loved the original, and the original was plenty gory and you know, yeah. horrific, and you know even the independent one is like bubbling, sickening kind of, yeah, your body parts bur- bursting and turning into like m- like insects and yeah. faces that have burnt away, and you know in that kind of classic. But there are a lot of people that I guess like all of that stuff, but wanted the more serious, darker version, and this yeah. is the serious, darker it version. Is. Um, but it's also a case of, I don't know, uh, there's, there's fun to be had with the mutilations, but it, it does at times on rewatch. Like I really loved this the first time I watched Same. it. Same. Um, because it's so like, I guess I, I was going to say balls to the wall, like gory, but balls to the wall implies that it's like energetic fun. And I'd say that actually that's not the case really. No. Um, this is brutal and graphic and, and once you have got past that part there is a uh, there is a little bit of maybe the fun missing but people who like ash versus the evil dead you know yeah like tv series and stuff I like, like that ash um people who love that bit are, are definitely not going to be as keen i think on this kind of style that we've got here yeah and yeah. i think that's what's happened to me man i watched this film in the cinema uh, when it came out and i really enjoyed it i found it kind of terrifying um and then I watched it again a couple of years ago. And then I've obviously... I watched it for this episode. Um, and I was looking forward to watching it. But the more I watched it, the less I enjoyed it. And I got to the point where I thought... I don't think... It, I'm not saying it's a bad film in, in no. any aspect. It's a good film. You know, there's... Um, there, the gore is great. It's well, it's it's very well made. It's I mean, well made. It's, it's well paced. the fact that it's, you know, it's mainly practical effects. Yeah. Other, apart from the touch ups, it's he went out of his way to do like as much as he could. Like, you know, it, it took way more and cost way more than it should have purely because yeah. he was so. It should be practical, like the original was practical yeah. before CGI and stuff like that. Um, which fair play because the stuff looks great. Oh yeah, the stuff looks good. The the, the mutilation, the, you know, all of the bits that we get that we'll get into the different kinds in a minute. But um, that stuff looks really good. so like fair play. And it, I do think it's well shot. It looks good. It looks like dark and grimy, and it it looks with the style they're going for. Yeah, it works really well. Not necessarily in the standard Evil Dead way, but it looks really like grimy and dirty and dark and grungy and yeah you know and it works really well in certain scenes 
Um, but yeah, it the... just lacked for me. It just lacked the, it lacks the charm of yeah. the rest of the Evil Dead. It's almost, it's made, it's, for I think it's, it's too straight laced, yeah. and it's too serious and it's too dark that for me it forgets, you know what made the what made the the Evil Dead. It was that it was, it was darkly funny in moments i mean it was brutal it was gory it was sickening in some moments i i remember seeing you know the the pen going pencil going through somebody's leg and then foot and then them twisting it and the you know things kind of like squelching down and like melting i remember feeling yeah, ill yeah. the first time i saw it um and it ages but it, this my is, main thing is it misses the fun the, yeah i'd say that this this is the thing it, it's 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 gory and it's brutal, um, but it's grounded. I don't want to say this is supernatural elements, and yet something about it feels somewhat grounded in the yeah. way that they're mutilating themselves and the way that the bodies in. And we haven't got the the bursting and the but in the same kind of way. It doesn't feel like we like had those moments as much. Yeah, um, it feels much more like like I said before, like self mutilation in a lot of ways. Well, but, yeah, but not without the extra. I don't know the extra charm of something just bursting for no reason, or or parts crawling, or, or something crawling around, or you know, like when you when you think about some of the creatures that you've had in mm. Evil Dead, the deformed and the otherworldly and or other dimensionally or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Whereas this, the just kind of like possessed people with slightly grey skin and yellow eyes. I mean, don't get me wrong, I. I sound like I'm shitting on the movie. No, I just think like it's just not reflect up. When I'd seen the thing was I'd seen I had I'd seen the re this one before I'd actually watched the original, so I'd never seen the original. So yeah. for me, I wasn't off tonally. Now that I've really you know know the 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 well actually the original I know really well. I don't actually know I don't actually know the last time I'm sure I've watched it, but I don't know the last time I've actually watched. I think I've only ever watched Evil Dead two once. Yeah. So that's a weird that's a weird one to say, but I've never watched. I, so I, whereas I've watched the original Evil Dead several times now, and really yeah. grown to love it in its style and all of these little things. So now reflecting on this film with that, it, it's just more of that. It's there's something oddly even colourful about the original that's yeah. lacking here. Yeah. Um, and this is a style that we have, and we've talked about how we've got this style in a very of these mid. Um, you know, late, you know, you know, around two thousand and like eight through to around two thousand and say fifteen. I think we yeah. had a lot of films with this muted toned kind of colours. That's and, it. Um, and this felt very much within that style. And and a lot of those films were trying for a a more grounded, a darker, a grittier kind of, you know. And I'd say that this is definitely <clears throat> of those ones. This is definitely one of the better yeah. that they did. And if you're gonna make a remake, just like we've you know we've not done the film, but we've talked about the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake and how that one kind of taking that darker, grittier actually worked yeah. well to separate it from the original. And I'd say if you're separating this and trying to make something different and reimagining it, then this is this is re- working really well um, in that way. But if you really love the original, and this is why we'd say I'd say remake because this. This doesn't feel like a continuation of that universe. Yeah. Um, it feels muted and it feels like... 
And also the idea of having to bring in a social context into it. Yeah. Again, just feels like I feel like the Evil Dead is more like it. It, it should work as like the people have chanced upon it, and they have chanced upon it. But having to add that layer of the fact that we're going through an illness in order to overcome it, and the Evil yeah. Dead is like the illness and things like that, uh, again feels very of its time and something they try to do a lot in certain horror films. Yeah, and sometimes it overcomplicates it, and sometimes it adds something that wasn't needed. To get away from the shit on it, though, the performances within, like, say, Jane Levy, I think, is a, does an amazing performance. She's the... Oh, me. yeah. Um, yeah. She's the one, one thing that definitely stands out. Um, in terms of characters and stuff like that, that's the other thing. Um, there's a there's a likability in the original that um, and a kind of a playfulness, and there's not as many... I, I feel like this one, even though it's trying to be more grounded and real, at times I feel like this actually makes mistakes and goes sometimes more into tropes than the original even did. See, I I think I'd... Maybe the reason why it does that is because, you know, uh, char- the characters are actually a lot more fleshed out here, at least I think. Obviously, in the original you have Ash, but Ash is nowhere near the heroic hero that we've got. You have Scotty, who... I, I think Scott. I'm sure I read that Scotty was like played by one of the mates who was just like, oh yeah, well, yeah, I can do it because Scotty isn't really fleshed out. Um, I yeah. I like Scotty, but that's because I play as him on, on the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, in the actual first film, he's not, he he just beats somebody up and that's about it. You yeah, know, he yeah, defends yeah. himself. Uh, whereas in this film, obviously Mia with the whole story of going through the heroin withdrawal. And then the brother and the brother and what will he do to save his sister and uh, try to redeem himself for leaving the mum. But then you even get like RJ, R- Eric, who that's it. So <laughs> so if you listen to our X episode last week, there is a character in it called RJ who looks just like Eric in this. And I, I genuinely, yeah. the first time I watched X... I thought it was the same actor, and I was like, "What? Well, you don't I'm, like I'm the one in the episode in X that mixed it up straight away and called him Eric when it yeah. was actually RJ. I mean, to be fair, there's also it, there's several other horror films where we have a character that looks almost exactly but like this, this is character. Like a split. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, this yeah. is like so similar. Yeah, because there's even if we're talking about say a similar kind of concept, Cabin in the Woods. There's another character that's not the glasses, not but quite, similar yeah. kind of you know, what I mean? similar style. But even but even I like even Eric. <laughs> I'm gonna confuse myself. Yeah. Even Eric is kind of more fleshed out. We find out. Oh yeah. He's more willing to do it. He's the actual one who reads the incantation, and then he's like, "Fuck! I did a bad thing," you know. And he's yeah. the one who is like, "I don't think what's going on is simply weird," you know. Whereas in the in the original. They go down into, you know, they find the basement, they go down, they play the tape, and that's it. And whilst, the, whilst to me, the original had this, more like this is just something that's kind of like happening to them. The one thing that I, actually I quite like it about, about both of them, is that there's 
the elements like that it's luring them you know in the original i think the base would just pops open yeah and yeah. in this one mia smells something and then they like discover it yeah, yeah. but there's both both of them have moments that i really like for instance in the in the remake i love when mia starts fucking freaking out and her brother david is trying to drive her out and then he gets to where the bridge should be and it's like insane it's like a flooded river and it's like impossible to cross and you get the impression like they're being kept there by supernatural forces it's not just like oh the bridge has gone down it's like this is yeah yeah i think there's a in the original there's a play on that yeah there's an element the same thing because the same thing happens with bruce campbell's character he takes him out to the yeah but the bridge is gone the bridge is gone yeah and that's what i mean that's what i kind of like like about both there's that nice uh that again that that in like that's what pushes into remake kind of thing because it's like the same same similar scene but no no you're right that they are they have thought about the characters. That's what I meant. Like they've added in, um, they've added in a reason, and a lot of it centers around Mia, obviously. Yeah. Um, and a lot of it centers about the brothers' love and things like that. Whereas, yes, in the original, they're much more simplistic kind of characters. I'd say actually that more the women are actually in the original are a bit more fleshed out than the men. I feel like the women had a little bit more interaction, a little bit more. We follow them in the original. Yeah. Whereas here, the characters have got a little bit more. There is one thing I will point out. I do not like the fact that I feel like it feels... That's the one of them that I felt like was a trope in this one. Um, I love the fact that in the original film, they have the book, but they listen to the tape. And the only reason it happens is more because of the tape. Yeah. Because they play the tape. Which is like the film where the original is the one where you expect them to open the book and someone to stupidly read it. Yeah, that's whereas what you in expect. the fact that in this one, it takes what was actually a more interesting way to do it and then turns it into just Eric reading the book. Yeah, Eric reading the book just felt so like, uh, come on, we've like we've done this. We've even by this point we've even parried it in a cabin in the woods. Isn't yeah, <laughs> parody like not parodied, but you know, satirized the idea in the, in that kind of way of the idea that you'd read the book and the fact that they're doing it. Just I don't know, it just felt a bit. St- I get you find something and you're curious and you read, read it, and but we've done it a million. It's just we've done it a million times. I kind of wish they'd taken from the original and gone like there's a weird recording or something down here or there's a weird thing. Not reading the book and causing this whole I've done this kind of I don't know. That bit just felt so played out to me. It felt so done. It I felt like don't the, know. it felt like a remake going back on itself, like when the original had a better idea of how to do it. I preferred the recording and the weird the person who'd gone and searched for it and, you know, the more background of the archaeologist or whatever who had found it or had been trying to save it. There's a whole backstory in the original. Yeah, we get There's a bit There's so more. much more interesting than just finding a book and reading it and causing the mayhem that comes about it. Like, that's... It just... That, that bit felt more thought out in the original than it does here. This felt like any other film that copied Evil Dead that basically just made them read the book. (laughs) Because that's what half the copies of Evil Dead did. Yeah. (laughs) They're just like, someone finds a book or an architect or a thing or it's something that they shouldn't open and opened it. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I get that Eric's kind of uh, remorsefulness of the whole shit, what have I done? um, Kind of plays out, but I just, I just didn't like that part. I just, I just felt like it was a beneath the original. Fair enough. I was. I'm not sure which one I prefer to be honest. Um, I. I kind of. I've. It's just 
they have. I mean, they've got to have. They obviously have to move the plot forward in a way. Um, and I, I don't know. I, I get the idea of like not, you know, uh, having a recording because nobody wants to have said this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I like that he, you know, because whilst Eric is looking through the book, there are we see the signs of Mia's transformation, uh, but we, yeah. we haven't kind of seen them play out yet. And we see Mark, you know, we see people have drawn on the book and stuff like that. And I kind of like he that he traces the words out, you know. Um, I kind of like it, but like you said, I don't think it, I I think it's it's okay, but I don't think it's. It's not precisely, you know, an incredible way in which they do it. No, I just uh, in the original you get to see the signs and symbols and all that for the book. It hasn't got the the markings and stuff, which again gives the idea that this has been passed through several people. And yeah, people have and people have tried to warn people against you know, it. Yeah, yeah. So you know that that part that part's interesting within within the book. Um, but again, I, I also liked the thing about the original was more that I liked the fact that they tried to give it a backstory and they had someone telling it. Yeah, and it no, wasn't I, just like it was like the devil reading it. It was like actually the person who'd been trying to work out about it and gave him a back. And that I always thought in that early independent film, when you'd think a lot of filmmakers would have just gone, "No, we just want to get it onto the thing." So just have yeah. them read it, and this starts. That was one part I always thought Sam Raimi had really carefully thought about the backstory of it instead of just being like this is a book that we're just going to look at it's going to warn us not to do it and we're going to do it anyway yeah. and you know what i mean it, that 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 was just one of those that just felt a bit tropey in my head yeah. a bit like yeah this is the obvious thing to do to move the plot along but maybe i don't want the obvious thing because you're trying to do something it seems like you're trying to do something different and more interesting with yeah. it so maybe try to do that as well here like um but then yeah but and then uh, i said i do really think actors like jane levy are really pulling out the stops to show off her to to seem like she's in full addiction and to seem like she's really struggling and where her character goes i mean they all of the actors fair play anytime you're getting into an evil dead film you're getting into basically having to basically demean yourself and yeah. fuck yourself up for like hours of it's blood and gore very and prosthetics and, um, it, and it sounded fucking grueling this whole film to yeah. make and you know like they said like going above the board for the prosthetics and going by going for practical it means that all of them have to be in constant prosthetics blood yeah. gore ground dragged around pushed around you know what I mean like yeah. going fully for it just like they did kind of with the original film they had to do all of it because they were just making an independent film yeah and it did feel like uh, Alvarez really tried to um, recreate that a little bit it sounds like from the feeling of basically torturing your (laughs) (laughs) torturing your cast to make something good but I mean there's kind of around the 40 minute mark is when we see our first proper deadite and that is when Mia has fully succumbed to it she shoots, you know, she goes to shoot David with the gun. And then we see the scene where she vomits all that blood. She, like, chunders yeah, onto yeah, Olivia, yeah. which is bogging, and then gets thrown into the basement. That's the only time we do get kind of a little bit of the humour is when it is into the deadite form. And not not humour-humour, but there's a slight kind of, like, you're like, holy shit, that's so over the top that you're a bit like, okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, or just the way Mia's acting sometimes when she pops out from the floor and stuff like that is a little bit kind of... A little bit of that kind it's of a, nod. Yeah, to it tries to. But it, again, it just feels grounded at the same yeah. time. It feels like they're trying to hold it back a bit because they're trying not to go over the top in the same yeah. way the original does or the uh, other ones. I, I, I really liked Olivia's 
possession you know when she's she's in the bathroom and uh oh, yeah, yeah. she sees uh you know she sees like herself briefly in the mirror there's Very, a lot of doppelgangers in yeah there's a lot of doppelgangers they don't demonic like as if in the mirror two versions yeah. Stuff. yeah and um you know this she sees herself with like her mouth cut up and then when she goes into the room the thing that i found really interesting um is how they kind of do the possession slightly different in this so i mean there were characters who who would just kind of pop up and yeah. then you know they die and then they come back or they're heavily injured and then they become the deadite but usually we get the you know the the iconic kind of like tracking zooming like chasing after them shot you know yeah and then it getting the person but olivia's scene it kind of teases that when a door opens and then it stops and we see her walking and then she suddenly stops and then she starts like her hands start shaking she starts pissing herself and it's a really kind of like weird takeover it's yeah. an interesting way in which they showed the as possession as if something's just suddenly hit her yeah as if something's just suddenly but hit her we don't see the classic camera um, and then obviously her, Eric being stuck in the bathroom with her is a really good scene yeah. um, Eric does a lot of the heavy lifting in this film <laughs> when it comes to bashing people's heads in getting yeah, fucked about Yeah, I, I, I always remember the, this is the thing the, this is what is so standout about it it really does play into this grimy you know like you said like piss yourself kind of yeah really tearing in and the, the, when she's got the broken glass and she's literally yeah. soaring away it's hard not to be both impressed as like a horror fan i think about yeah. this film and also feel fucking like oh that, that is brutal that yeah. is that is disgusting like you know they are they are they weren't lying when they said that they i don't know if scariest but definitely the kind of Group one of the gruesomest films people probably it's very visceral yeah. you know it, it, it doesn't stop with it it definitely makes you feel full on like holy fuck they are just destroying themselves as those yeah. you know a, a little bit that the original couldn't completely always go into as much it had it did have this obviously but this one fully goes on to the self mutilation yeah <laughs> like, it really you know when they're fight with Joe and you're right Eric has to like basically bash his skull in doesn't he gets stabbed loads with that oh the, the that's the other thing that the needle oh. doesn't, doesn't she get him in the eyeball as well I think she I, she I gets like him around the eye I it's know like that there, like, I, I feel like it goes he has to the pull, side of his it eye looks like the it first does. shot and then he gets stabbed right yeah that's because he has to pull the needle out doesn't yeah it, yeah that's gross and, yeah that's what I mean it, it, it really does feel uncomfortably horrific at times like things that they're doing to the self it's, you, you are like uh, like definitely uh, like it's not it's not the same as the original films it, it's, no. it's so much more kind of brute like brutalised and you feel so much I feel like there's a maybe in the original there's a little bit more of a Cartoonishness at times. Well, it's, yeah, it's a quite, it's quite free stooges. Yeah, know? yeah. There's a, there's that kind of extra level of it that makes you almost feel a little bit more. Whereas here, because it's so grounded to the take, I feel like it just, it just basically feels like you're just watching people. You're just watching almost like forty minutes of people just starting to like, <laughs> just saw themselves and cut themselves and fuck themselves up. Yeah, and you're just there for that. Uh, but I guess. Um, I know for I know for some people the thing with this is that they basically some people just said they became numb to it after a while because yeah. once you've seen a couple of these kind of scenes and you know the level that they're going for 
then you kind of just expect the worst of everything. And yeah. Therefore, you kind of start to numb out to it a little bit after a while. Uh, because it, it does feel like this goes from kind of set piece of mutilation to set piece of mutilation. Like, it's a non... Yeah. Whereas I didn't feel like, um, say, in the original, that that happens quite as much. I feel like there's there's more of, like, trying to escape or trying to work something out or fighting together. Whereas this one feels almost like, yeah, you, you kind of just can't escape this right now. You're kind yeah. of just stuck. You just got to watch everyone mutilate. And there's the whole five... Which isn't really there, obviously, in the original. The idea of basically it needs five sacrifices, yeah, in order to release to the, the demon, the abomination, the or abomination, whatever you know, yeah. the 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 major doc of God or whatever <laughs> you want it to be. Um, there's that part that kind of played to my because in my um, because the Mia part of it, obviously, the idea that she's possessed and she's you know, we obviously have the scenes like the, the soaring of the tongue, which is cool, it, you know, that, that was really effective, and obviously, that was played in quite a lot of the um, like trailers, I remember the trailers and stuff. That was one of the main, yeah, like, uh, uh, the, that was a proper like, holy shit, that looks brutal as fuck. That the, film, the tree the, rape slash possession, is, yeah, is that's very brutal. It, yeah, it, obviously, that's in the original as well, and, but I think but it, this, this one feels more. It feels more like it's more of a. It's so in the original, I very much got the, uh, I got the impression that it was, the area is just against them and is brutalizing them, and everything in this forest is just evil and out to destroy them. Yeah, and it was more of just like a, you know, victimizing and and just like humiliating this woman. Whereas in the in the remake, I think because we saw the the kind of like dead eye spirit, mm. and then it vomited out the clump of whatever evil or hair, it looks like hair, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. and then it goes into her. It feels like it's more of a possession than yeah. just like a weird it feels, tree rape. You know? Yeah, the original felt more like it was just kind of suddenly like, you're out here, I'm going to chase you kind of thing. Yeah. This one felt more targeted towards Mia and... Possessed. Almost like yeah, yeah. you are the you are the target, you are the easiest, you are almost the centre yeah. of this, you are the one. And I like the way in which they, you know, they play with her, her possession. They play with her kind of possession of, you know coming and starting to turn into the dead eye and become possessed versus the withdrawal symptoms and how she is and I, there's a scene where she's like oh, I want to go home and you know everybody's saying no like you have to stick this out like this is how we care for you like tough love kind of thing and I and for me I think that's when it's the addiction storyline is is at its best when it's kind of like the you know this transformations happening to her, and yeah. yeah you know you can see and people around her are kind of like no you're just withdrawing, but it's it's the overall message and the way in which it wraps up that I think is is really messy and heavy handed which I'll talk about when we get there, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> because like you said the gore of the film is really well done you know another highlight of the film is when uh, Natalie gets bit by uh, by Mia 
and she, her hand starts to, her hand starts to become to possessed, so she has to she has to cut it off with. <laughs> is it like, like a, a bread slicer? Yeah, it's like a or like a like what you see like a meat a meat like, a, like you see yeah. like turkey like turkey slice like or a whatever. turkey yeah. slice yeah it's yeah. fucking it's I'm so um, yeah and it, and it fully goes for it kind of yeah. thing it, it delves you know it doesn't look away it, that's the that's one thing this film doesn't do it doesn't turn away from it no it, it fully lets you basically have to watch her chop her entire arm off <laughs> yeah and it's gross and then the worst part is when the boys come back they see her stood up against the fridge and it's still kind of clinging on by a tiny thread of skin. Yeah. You know, and yeah. it's gross. And I, the thing I love is that the gore is very visceral and it's in your face. You know, when uh, when Natalie attacks them with the uh, with the nail gun later on and they have yeah. to pull the nails out of themselves and there's a scene where, you know, she's smacking them with the crowbar and there's a bit where she smacks, um, I was about to call him RJ, she, she smacks Eric's ha- hand and you see, like, it break. Yeah. And it's the way in which it, they don't emphasise it that makes it worse for me. It's not like she smacks the hand, we get a shot of it, and we see him scream, which really kind of overplays it. We see his hand gets smacked, and it all crumples up and kind of breaks, and there's no attention drawn to it, because he yeah. brings another hand up, you know? It's kind of... It's, it's, it's very real and grounded in that aspect. Yeah. It does feel like you feel every bit of it. Yeah. You feel every... And I, I do feel... That absolutely. This is absolutely the, the strongest part of how they've, re, they've reimagined it. Um, and it's not even the, you know, the, the, the drugs or the context, the addiction kind of part of it. Um, the strongest part is the fact that they've decided to go full on in into the... into what happens to them once they're possessed. Yeah. Like, every single part of cutting or breaking or scratching or pulling or whatever yeah. they've got to do you feel it and you see the pain how painful it must be in some situations you're like holy shit but you're gonna to have to do this in order so you don't become like that yeah um it is one part with um, with mia's part though in my head that were kept um that was different because obviously in the original it kind of implied that basically once they're possessed even though they even when they try to think that they've turned around actually once you're possessed you're 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 gone you're gone kind of thing um and that's the difference here with mia's character is one big difference is the fact that obviously she's possessed and then comes out of it like the transformation doesn't yeah because she is fully fully into it you know when she's locked underneath yeah but then there's the whole the idea that you know david's Manages to kind of get her from that kind of, yeah. it, like you're saying about that kind of the transformation of coming through it and coming through the addiction onto the other side and yeah. And again, that that's why that that felt like that was being used as a way to kind of show past that. It was just that in the original, that that's another thing that felt different because of the original. Once you're done, you're done. And not only that, but Mia can't. somehow manages to come back out of it. The rest of them are kind of stuck but then that's partially because we've seen how brutalized and mutilated they are more so than they were in the original in yeah. some ways before before the final turn such as it, um ash's girlfriend in the original, linda linda she obviously turns back 
that hasn't really been badly damaged or anything so you believe that oh maybe she's oh maybe she's managed to pull out of it yeah and then obviously you get the classic like nah 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 nah, I'm not really like I'm not really changed um and all that then obviously it turns to that they've killed her completely and a lot of these characters here are so like fucked up that like I'm not even sure they'd want to come back from it if they if they could um but you know and, and then you even have like you said before about the um, once they're dead they're still actually rising back so you think a character's dead and they're mm-hmm. actually whereas in the original they're pretty much possessed and then you kind of see them although I think Scotty might have Scotty Scotty comes back doesn't he Scotty he comes come back, back in the original. so that's not that's not different but it's it's um, there's quite a few characters who you think like blur out like you have you have um, Natalie who gets yeah. her other arm blown off and then bleeds out to death so she doesn't even you know she's chopped off her arm then you get the whole nail go through, but then yeah. she gets a rubber arm shot, and then she's basically just there left there to just it just bleeds out. Um, you get Eric, obviously, who who gets you know um, who who gets like fatally stabbed, and then still comes back. Yeah, um, still comes back later on to then get his ass blown up again. <laughs> exactly, and, and that's my the one thing I do love is, and I get the you know I get the idea of like you know. Uh, that's why one thing I think about the film I realised that I was just like rambling then is <laughs> actually I kind of feel that uh, you know um, David should have been the main character here yeah because he's you know he's such a central figure um, and effectively that he's the one who kind of you know he's the one who does everything he and he has to destroy he's the one who destroys the bodies he's the one who has to try and figure out how to you know how to save his sister and then deal with the fact that he you know he left her with the mum who was dying and wanted him to be yeah. there and then he has to go through the you know potentially destroying and killing his sister and I kind of feel like David... And his sacrifice. And his sacrifice. Yeah. I kind of feel like he should have been the the actual one to survive because he goes through so much. Yeah. I like the fake-out ending where he buries Mia, which is a cool scene, and Mia's saying, you know, I'm going to, like, you know, you're, your mum's in hell with me. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> you're, you're a bad person and all this shit. And I like that, you, you know, once she's out of the ground everything goes back to being sunny and the rain stops and you're kind of like it's over he goes just and then he pauses to get the picture and then the possessed eric stabs him in the neck you know yeah Um, yeah. i think that's a really cool well there is even a shot though with his eyes which makes it look like he was possibly he yeah he becomes back just as the place is burning down um and but and for me like the the horror of the evil dead you know we spoke about the comedy which i do think is a central part of it and maybe because i you know i have such a love for you know evil dead 2 army of darkness and the actual series and the character of ash so much that i struggle when there isn't the comedy um but the horror of the evil dead is always at its best when it's about the brutal things that you kind of you know you have to do against the people we love and care for yeah and if you you know the idea of like brutalizing and just destroying a random zombie is fucking 
that's easy, man. I'll yeah, do that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know that dude. I'll take him <laughs> out. But when it's you know your brother, or when your it's sister, your brother, or your best or friend, sister, or, best yeah, friend, yeah. and they can still talk to you, and they can switch between and you this can't evil tell the maniac. Yeah. yeah, that is that is the, that's the strongest part of the horror aspect of even the original film is the fact that Ash has to suddenly be like, wait, you're my you're my girlfriend. I love you. I've literally just basically proposed to you. Yeah, like, I gave you that shitty necklace. Or whatever he was doing there. Um, yeah, and um, and yet now, literally, almost like minutes, you know, what feels like minutes later, I'm now having to make the choice of whether I kill you and permanently, or I do something that could permanently damage you or hurt you or like... Yeah. And, and, and that is, it's the one aspect I, I think you were trying to make the point of that I think that this remake does nail. Yeah. Is that, that desperation. Yeah, definitely. That family bond and the... The what you have to do, and you're, you're right. I mean, I mean, I feel like um, although Mia kind of is the central, I do feel like it was meant. This was meant to be sold as brother and sister as the yeah. main characters together. Um, I do feel like that it's meant to be shared between the, you know, the the one helping the addiction and the one with the addiction. Yeah. Um, but it does sometimes feel a bit more like yeah, Mia becomes because obviously of where we go to in the, uh, the possession scene, obviously yeah. the rape scene, and. Um, and as well of where we go after or and after David's gone, you know. Yeah. Um, but no, yeah, the, yeah, the, those scenes definitely um, improve this film with with the characterization, but with the uh, the, the way that it sells the hor- the the horror, but not the humor. And this is where this is the split for me, where there would be some people who will absolutely probably prefer this yeah. version to the original version because they don't really get the idea or the, the somewhat cheesy black comedy kind yeah. of tone. Um, this is why this is why I like to think of it as a reimagining because I feel like there are some people that will absolutely love because I, I think this is a good film. Yeah, so I do, do think I. it's a good film. I, I just think if you're looking at it as part of that universe then it starts to muddy the water a bit yeah. because it's hard to say because you know if I look at everything else in that universe this doesn't quite match. Yeah, which is why I think, like I said, why maybe I struggle with it. Yeah, you know. Because Again, I, I haven't watched yeah. Ash versus the Evil Dead. Which fucking bang. <laughs> <laughs> but I know how much people love it. So again, if that was fresh in your mind, that yeah. style, and then you watch this one, you'll be like, oh, this doesn't really live up to what I want from an Evil yeah. Dead film. And yeah, when that style, and and particularly the character of Ash, which is the Evil Dead style, though, which absolutely. is yeah, it's the Evil yeah. Dead style, and it's very integral to you know the the evil dead it's yeah. really hard to watch it it's almost like a, well, because you know, the spirits are meant to be a little bit playful a little bit of like that guy, that spirit's a jerk yeah <laughs> that spirit is a got a, a weird sense of humor like why are you doing this to me why are you doing it like that why are you acting like that why are you acting so over the top which is where a lot of the humor in the original even the original one i think comes yeah. from is when they're possessed they have this weird humour to them they have these weird reactions or these childlike things that they do or things like that you know what I mean that's where a lot of that comes from and and that's the only difference here is that that's not really here like when they're possessed it's still mainly played pretty serious in its tone or or there's not so much time for them to really mess there's not so much time for like a playfulness when they're possessed it's pretty much straight to 
I'm basically either going to attack you or I'm going to attack myself. Yeah. And that's kind of where it is. In. And th- that's where I think that little sense of like fun that still could have worked in this film could have had there is the fact that when they were possessed, they still could have had a little bit of a yeah. an odd reaction to them, a, a childlike playfulness to them, a, an odd little part that made them seem like yeah. they're possessed and not quite the same person. Because Mia's the only one who seems to have a little bit of it. You know, yeah. when, when uh, Natalie's been bitten... And she's kind of, you know, poking her head out of the basement, which is a really cool scene. Yeah. Shot really well, creepy as fuck. But that's the only time I that's feel That's the only that scene I can the... think of where I felt like that playfulness was there. Because the, uh, the idea is that the, you are trapped there. You can't drive out, you can't walk out. You have to either destroy them or succumb. Yeah. And these are... They they're extremely hardy. I mean, you can, I think you you can blow their heads up, but I mean, even if you chop their heads off, they're still gonna be talking to you. They're still gonna be doing yeah. it. So that's where the playfulness comes from. Is the the deadites are effectively playing with their meal. You know, they yeah. know that you're fucked, and that's why Ash is such like a interesting character because it's he's he can beat them. You know. Yeah. The one thing I was thinking of as well, just as it's, you know, this is obviously the even at 2013, but it's also kind of been a bit of a comparison with original ideas and stuff like that, um, is that the rebirth as what I'd think of it as seen, the burial. Yeah. Which, that's what breaks the cycle and breaks the, I'm yeah. guessing, is what allows her to get away. Um, which, uh, one part of me, I, I, I like... And I, I like the fact that someone actually manages to come away from the possession. Yeah. Uh, but like I said in the original, obviously no one does. Um, and also in the original, they have things like where someone gets, their body gets buried and things like that. And, they just and it's kind of proven that the deadites are not dumb enough to be like, they're dead. They're like, yeah. no, <laughs> yeah. you're not dead. I'll bring you back out of that grave, bitch. Yeah. Like, um, so that's it's the only thing in my head that goes like, I like the whole, you know... I, I don't I absolutely I'm fine with the whole addiction angle in a way to bring them out to a cabin and to, to the reason they'd seclude themselves anyway and uh, why she'd go on this journey and the fact that it kind of it's an overemphasized version of this is her going through a withdrawal period and then she gets buried and then she gets reborn and she's back from that um, but at the same time just again if I'm thinking within the Evil Dead universe then I'm just straight away going yeah but you don't get away with it <laughs> yeah um, you don't get away with it and you know so this is the character's the only one that's going to come out alive and apparently she's come through this and this is like her fresh start or whatever kind of thing yeah um, and it just it just didn't totally work for me that no and that's why and I didn't think it worked within the lore of the evil dead as well <laughs> no and that's my my kind of struggle with the ending I think it's really cool and I think I I have an interpretation of it. So, so you know, uh, David. We have the fake out ending, which is cool. Yeah. David goes to go inside to get the car keys. He stops to get the picture. RJ stabs him, and then as he dies, you know, he um, he sets fire to the cabin, and yeah. then as he gets possessed, that's the the fifth soul, I guess. Even though technically, surely if Mia was you know uh, exercised then that's not the fifth soul. Yeah. This will be the fourth soul because yeah. she's back. She's back. Um, yeah. 
and then it starts to you know it starts to rain blood which is amazing yeah we get awesome yeah we get the abomination which looks like mia come out and they have you know they have a really cool like little chase scene where you know she chases her um she has to fill up you know a chainsaw and then she goes to try and like you know she cha- hides under the car chainsaws one of her legs off the abominations trying to get her under and tips the tips the van up onto her also i don't know if you noticed this there's a really weird scene but when they first drive into the cabin it looks like they cgi'd the van driving it's really weird if you get a chance no no i think i I know what you i remember looking at that part when they were coming in and thinking that something looked off there yeah it looks like they cgi the van which is, yeah, I guess or it could have been a touch, speeding what they mean by touch-ups. They yeah, maybe. Like, maybe so it didn't look right in the original versions, so they thought, oh, we'll just have a little touch so it just to make it look right. It, it looks really out of place. Fave <laughs> um, way, the van, you know, she tips it, uh, the abomination tips it, and it kind of catches Mia's, uh, you know, hand in it. You think she's got a chainsaw off, but she goes for the rip, which is brutal. Yeah. And then... Um, she chainsaws the, you know, I think she says, like, I will swallow your soul or something. And she says, swallow this motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. Or a line like that, <laughs> which is really cool. And then she chainsaws her and just soars into her. And it's it looks, visually, it looks stunning. Yeah. You know, we get so, we get all this blood rain. We get awesome. absolutely... The practical effects are awesome. Yeah. They're, they've really pulled that off here. <laughs> and then the, you know, the, the abomination kind of gets swallowed up by the ground. And then it's sunny again. I think visually it looks really amazing, but I kind of I have a problem with it for two reasons. Narratively, I think it would have been more satisfying if um, he'd you know if Dave, if everything could play up the same, but David buries Mia, and then when he brings her around, she's the one who goes inside, and yeah. she ends up getting killed. Um, and because the reason why I think is that. David is the one who is having to, you know, dispose of the bodies. He's the one who, you know, he kills his own girlfriend. He has to watch, you know, his friends die or his sister's friends die. And then he has to deal with this transformation in her, his sister. Yeah. He's the one that has to actually be first-hand seeing all of this. Whereas, as we know, like, the possession almost seems like nothing really... You know, Mia's not really actually having to witness it. because she mutilates she's possessed. Yeah, yeah. Well, apart from she, she does mutilate. No, I know she mutilates us. I know all that. But what I mean is, like, she's almost like a second passenger onto this yeah. journey. Whereas he is front and foremost yeah. having to go through. And actually, he's the one that has to achieve and overcome all of these things. Yeah. So for me, the, the, the fact that they, they switch and then Mia is almost the main character for the last like 10 minutes of the narrative where she hasn't been the main character for maybe she's the main character for the first 15 minutes maybe and then 10 minutes and then she gets you know she gets this great action sequence it kind of for me i think narratively it would have been more satisfying had that been david you know um and then i think looking at the addiction angle i i get it i get that she is literally and metaphorically having to take on her demons you know without anybody and that she is the only one who can conquer it Mm -hmm. but then the the afterthought is well she you know she ultimately was possessed and yeah she did go through but you know 
David was the one who had to make the sacrifices and had to do all of the legwork for her. Yeah. So, yeah, ultimately she has to do it herself. But, you know, it's like David does everything and all of her friends die just so she can Everyone makes sacrifices and loss for her. I mean, it's, I guess there's something to read in about the effects of others than what your addiction does to others around yeah. you. And there's all kinds of things you could read into there. But it, it doesn't, yeah, when you add it all together, it doesn't really ultima- ultimately feel like Mia had to actually do that, you know, for herself. Yeah. In the grand scheme of it all. No, it doesn't. It feels <laughs> like, I get it, but it feels like you've got there very messily and you've left a lot of what ifs. Like, yeah, addiction does have a ripple effect. And you can say, well, you know, her friends ultimately ultimately died because of you know what she had to do to get better but then that leaves the question like well, why should why should mia get better and four people die yeah exactly. have to go why did everyone else have to die for that why did for her actions? david basically have to sacrifice his life for her you know yeah. things like that like so i i kind of get it it doesn't feel earned it doesn't feel yeah it doesn't feel earned and it feels like it's it's really well built but then it feels like by having Mia be the one who is going through the drug addiction and is then possessed, and I get I get what they're trying to do there, but it feel it just feels like it's a bit messy and a bit disjointed in how they go about doing it. You yeah. know, and maybe if if Mia had kind of maybe initially been possessed and people were thinking that she was going through it and then it had passed on to somebody else who then goes in the basement maybe yeah. it might have worked better because she I has do to think do you're that. right that ultimately the idea of Mia being the one to make the sacrifice and having to actually literally physically destroy the demon in that you know yeah. what I mean like physically be the one to do that in order to protect those around her or to protect her brother yeah. who's made all of the sacrifices to try and protect her that seems more of an overcoming your problem, if you yeah. see what I mean. Making the choice to overcome it, and you actually have to make that choice yourself. Seems more than her basically, yes, having to do things to overcome the demon. Yeah. But at the same time, also, only getting there with everyone else propping her to that point, if you see what I mean. Yeah, yes. definitely. It um, definitely feels like an odd mix there. Yeah. I mean, you know, overall, I, I don't know. It's, you know, uh, I don't think it's a bad film. I think it is. It's a good film. I think it's it's definitely well made. It has it's some a very creepy well moments. Film. Yeah, it's very well made. But I just, I think personally, I, I struggle because I, and this is, a, this is my own personal thing. I struggle because I'm such a big fan of Sam Raimi's style of Evil Dead. Yeah. That I find, for, I find it hard to separate it. I think if I had... You know, if I had uh, to recommend something to someone between the original Evil Dead and the remake, I would probably recommend the remake because it's more straight up horror. The gore's different; it is more grounded. Whereas the original, you have to take it a certain way. Yeah. But then, but I think if you were to maybe watch the rest of the sequel, you know, the rest of the franchise specifically Ash vs. Evil Dead, I think I could see why you would struggle with the film a bit. I think if you... I think, again, I think it all depends on what kind of... If I was to tell someone now who who is a fairly novice to horror... Yeah. 
then they'd see this one as much more of a straightforward horror. Whereas I do think the original Evil Dead takes a little while for you to kind of... I don't think I even loved it as much as I have on repeat the first time. The first time I watched it, I was like, okay. And then I I let that settle. And then when I watched it, I think a few years later, I was like, actually, this is bang. (laughs) I, I really like this. But the first time I watched it, I think it wasn't quite maybe what I was expecting. Um... So it's getting used to that tone, and again, like you said, it's the difference between almost two worlds because this is a reimagining that I'd put outside of it. So the version that has Bruce Campbell's thing, I think, was a mistake of an idea. Yeah. Unless they literally had a plan for a sequel, which it has been talked about that there was an idea yeah. for where that would then go, linking back into Ash's universe. But it would have felt like they were trying to reimagine it for a completely new idea for the franchise. Yeah. So it's basically rebooting the franchise in a new direction completely, which I feel like the second you had Bruce Campbell wouldn't have been a reboot because it would have, it would have he would have played this classic, kind of you know. Yeah. Um, so then it would have linked back around in that way. Um, I mean, there are many things to be thankful for, though, because Ash versus the Evil Dead, a lot of people say the reason it got made because this was a successful. Yeah. So they managed to get a TV series out of it instead of making another sequel to this film. They got that for the three seasons that you did get. Yeah. Uh, before it got cancelled again. It's a shame. <laughs> well, not again, but it got cancelled. Um, and you've also now got this one because, again, there was enough interest in the franchise still to come up with the Evil Dead Rise which we'll be reviewing uh, coming at you on April 21st Um, but yeah it's a really hard one to say now to go down to the the, the brass tacks of what we're meant to be talking about here now obviously this is an odd one because as we said this is meant to be must 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 be horror Um, and that's really more linking to the original film than it is to this one we don't really have to make the judgement on the remake Oh, original? I mean, I, I don't, I don't know. Is there a question as to whether you think that everyone should see the original Evil Dead? Because I don't really. I feel like you should. Yeah. I feel like it's added enough to the horror genre in general that it's an absolute must-see horror. I definitely it, would. But I one hundred percent would put it. I'd put it as a top one hundred horror films ever made. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then probably some of the other ones, like the Evil Dead Two, would probably be on there, even though it's a remake yeah. of the thing. <laughs> that would probably be there too. Um, whether I would put this in the top 100 probably not yeah. but I wouldn't you know as a re- I'm talking about the remake um, I wouldn't I probably wouldn't but that still doesn't mean I don't think it's a good horror film yeah it for what it does practically and for a well made film it's very good I I, ha- I do feel like anyone questioning it is a more of a fan of the actual Evil Dead universe and I do feel like this doesn't feel like it fits within that universe. Yeah, I agree with you on that. Um, this feels like a possession film but I don't know if it's an Evil Dead possession. <laughs> you see what I mean? Like It feels like someone's gone with a possession film that's very similar to the Evil Dead made a grounded, gritty kind of thing but whether I'd completely say apart from it having the, you know, the Book of the Dead and the, you know, things yeah. like that you could probably change one, two things here and it would basically not be Evil Dead. It would just be a possession film in the woods. Yeah. Which is Evil Dead. But, you know, I mean, <laughs> but it's still, you see what I mean? It's, yeah. This is pretty much as close as it could be and you could probably change one, two elements and say this is no longer Evil Dead. Whereas I'd say you'd have to change a lot in most Evil Dead films to not make it. Yeah, you know, exactly. Because you'd have to take away humour, you'd have to take away the style, you'd have to take away the odd kind of characters, you'd have to take the protagonist and Ash. Yeah. There are so many things, whereas this one, without having all of those elements, it feels like you could 
yeah, you could call this a different film, and you probably would have been like, yeah, okay, yeah. You well, basically made a a you know dark Evil Dead film, but you could have called it something else, and yeah. still be like, okay. Well, I'll go over to the social media lounge to see what the uh, you know what the general consensus is. So we always put the films that we're going to be talking about, and uh, we read a few out. So find us on tit. Titter <laughs> on TikTok. Titter, that's Titter. a different, a different thing one. completely. I'm launching that on uh, <laughs> on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter at CMTH Podcast. Um, so Tommy Alombi, Alambi, I'm guessing, um, said, "Love it. I need to add the unrated cut to my collection that wasn't released here in the UK." So oh, there's yeah, was... an extra gore out there, I imagine. That was really. That's actually a weird. Do you know the, the the thing about the fact that it was shown on Channel Four in the no. UK, and we were the only place in the world that got the unrated cut in twenty fifteen. Yeah. Channel Four showed the unrated version instead of the oh, original shit. theoretical version, um, and then nobody else got it until twenty eighteen when they released in the US the unrated, uh, the unrated version on Blu Ray. How did they get their hands on it? I don't. Uh, they got a copy of it, but it's the only place to ever show the unrated version oh, wow. before then. So apparently it was out there, but there was no DVD version or Blu-ray version of it. They didn't release it. So Somehow Channel 4. Channel 4 in the UK, for some reason, had that unrated cut of it, whereas it had been cut by things like the BBFC yeah. um, to be slightly reduced. All it was was mainly extended cuts of the, the gore and stuff. There wasn't really Still. much to it. There was about six more minutes, but... Um, so I can't say the unrated version sounds like it needs that much more yeah. viewing. But if you like the extra gore, then there you go. But it was just a weird thing, a weird UK one. Like, yeah. why did Channel Four have that in one one night in in the UK? That's the only time as well. That that really on Channel Four on one night they showed that version instead of the theoretical version, and then it took another three years for it to finally get released, <laughs> That's and so nobody weird. had a cop. No, nobody had it. It's so weird. Yeah. Um, that's really fucking weird. Yeah, I don't know how... <laughs> I feel like the copy from whichever one was given from the BBFC must have been the original. Must have been the original. The, the game. Yeah. Well, um, Simon, our boy from So I Married a Horror Fan podcast, um, said, outside of the original, this is the Evil Dead film I watched the most. It's a brutal reinvention of a franchise that has not only terrifying horror in its own right, but also a stark look at the bleak isolation of addiction. Um, we've got... Bob Scott thrown a controversial one. Um, I preferred it to the original, but that's a very low bar. To be fair, um, I think I said that we've we've had this conversation before yeah. when we mentioned the other one, and he he meant the original. He mentioned he didn't like it. Uh, I think uh, I, as I said, I can get why some people wouldn't like the style yeah. of it, and therefore I understand why they might like this one more. Definitely, because it's more. I feel like this is more straightforward to the idea, whereas the original you kind of got to get. If you don't like the humor, then, you then the it. franchise is going to fail for you. Yeah, I get that. It's the same reason the franchise is survived, but yeah. not been as popular in some ways. Of yeah. certain ones like Army of Darkness and stuff like not as much because some people just can't get into the humor, and therefore the franchise is a bit lost on them. Yeah, um, and then just to wrap up, we we did have a lot on this saying it's not a remake; it's a sequel. Um, you know we've we've we had that at the start. Um, but to sum it up, the last one, Aaron Carruthers had a second date to this film ten years ago. I asked him if it secured a third date, uh, and waited to find out. <laughs> um, Lovely, this, yeah. But this does actually lead me on to uh, 
We are going to cover Evil Dead Rise, which yeah. will the, be out 21st. This was the other thing I wanted to mention, but uh, where are you going with this? <laughs> I, I don't know. I Like I said, I, I love the Evil Dead franchise, but for me, Evil Dead is slapstick, horror comedy, ash, you know, yeah. ash, and weird shit. I don't know how I feel about this new one, what it's going to be like. I don't. I. I'm unsure. I. It to me. It looks more like demons too than it does <laughs> Evil Dead. You know. Well, one. The trailer reminds me very much more of this remake yeah. than it does of classic Evil Dead. Um, I can't say. I. I'd say that like we uh, when we went to the cinema to see. Um, Blanking on what episode we've talked about, Scream. Yeah. The the, the trailer played for it. I think yeah. that's the first time I'd seen I'd seen little Same. snippets, but the first time I'd seen the trailer. And I can't say the trailer wowed me. Um because it it just looks like a, a possession film, which has been done several times. Yeah. And this Evil Dead remake or sequel or whatever you want to call it, um led to several others where they went kind of full on with the grotesqueness at yeah. times. No, not maybe as much as this one. I do feel like this has done it better than most this but this 2013 one. Um but this one led to several of those that you know those films and this new one looked like so it's a family and then the mother's possessed which feels a bit like it's been done <laughs> yeah the whole family possession kind of angle kind of thing i get the whole rise in the apartment buildings and stuff like that but it did just it just i don't know why it just screamed to me it just looked like this remake for universe so it looked yeah. like it was more in this remake yeah, world than it does in the classic world and therefore i don't know i'm, I'm just expecting a couple of hours of someone grotesquely destroying so which is great and fine but i don't know yeah. what, i guess it's just not what i want Kind of thing. Same. I, I want. Uh, I. I want a sequel to the originals, not a sequel to the new. Like it's fine if if it's grotesque, but with the humor, that will be the main thing that will interest me. Have they brought in the kind of twisted, odd humor? Yes. Or is it just going to be basically this remake in a flat with a family? Yeah. No. That's that's what I agree with you. And, and that's this is the work. first one to take it away from like the group of friends, or to take it away from basically Ash. This is the first one to kind of take it more into a... It's not a group of friends. It's not things like this. It's a family. And, and therefore, it's a bit like, how does the possession work when it's just like a family and stuff like that? How are people going to get taken over? How are people going to get... You know, yeah. Is it going to be the kids getting brutalized and stuff like that, which absolutely could happen, but it just feels... it. I don't know. The, it, it already just felt... There was so... When I watched the trailer, which I hope, I'm hoping I'm wrong, yeah, it so. just felt like... I don't see how this is going to take it to a different level or how this is going to bring out the humor, the dark humor that I kind of want. Yeah. So I don't know. I just feel like we're going to get more of the same of the remake style. That's kind of what I get. Which is good. It's hard to say because I don't want to, I absolutely do. But I guess for me, like I said before, it does after a while just go a bit numb to me. Yeah, of course. And I want, the the thing that made the original is the original makes t- took some interesting style with it it has some odd humor it, it it made them kind of fun and playful and you know in some ways with the demons and stuff like that and i just um 
that's the only it's the one thing I kind of missed in this this remake and it's now yeah. the thing I'm worried that the uh, the other one is basically going to be a sequel to the 2013 film instead of a se- a follow on from the original yeah universe that I'm going to call it because I just I just don't see how the remake's really a sequel apart from having the book yeah <laughs> I don't really get how it's a, I don't really see how it's a sequel to else I'm calling it a remake <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm with you I'm, I'm hashtag team remake yeah um no, I kind of, I kind of echo the same sentiments as you, really, when it comes to Evil Dead Rise. But, I mean, I'm like, I'm, I don't like you said. I don't really remember much from the trailer, so I'm going in relatively blind, and I'm, I'm hoping to be proved wrong. I'm hoping yeah. that I shit my pants and really enjoy it. Yeah, I'm hoping um, the low expectations. And and again, I will I will say, and and this has been mentioned about other things because you've said, um, actually, this was in your previous episode, but you mentioned about previous films that you've really loved and um, from twenty twenty two, and you mentioned Barbarian, yeah. which I saw at home. You saw in the cinema. Yeah, you said it was terrifying, and scary. I really enjoyed the film, but not because I found it terrifying and scary. Yeah, just because I thought it was a good concept for a film. Um, and that's just hot back into my mind because this Evil Dead film I saw I saw this remake in the cinema yeah and it was grotesque and brutal and like a good experience and then obviously now I've watched it at home it just once you knew what's going to happen you know what's going to happen so it just felt yeah. a little bit less a bit maybe um, so Evil Dead Rise might work purely because it will be fantastic on the big screen and it will feel brutal and things like that and you know hopefully that's the case but yeah I hope there's more to it than just brutality is all I'm saying yeah I guess I want great practical effects and stuff like yes and I yeah. want that but uh, you know I also want to follow it and I also want to feel like ah, oh, that's gross but also fun yeah and the fun element's missing here yeah well I guess um, this is 21st. yeah I guess this is perfect way for me to plug it. So, um, as always, if you've enjoyed the show, hit the subscribe button and leave us a lovely review. I think that kind of sums up our thoughts on the remake of Evil Dead, and our potential and our thoughts, potential thoughts, predictions on where it's coming, and the the spoiler-free yeah, review that we're going to have on will be out on Friday. Yeah. Uh, you know, so you're listening to this on Monday. Our spoiler-free episode will be out Friday, most likely in the evening. Yeah. Um, and then our full spoiler-filled discussion will be out the following week on the 24th. So um, be sure to tune in if you're an Evil Dead fan. And we will see you Friday for our spoiler-free thoughts. Bye-bye. <laughs>